To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just hate the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers Welcome to the Opinionated Benchwarmers Podcast, episode 58. 5-8. Before we get this thing kicked off, I'm going to do it like this right quick, Lowe's for them. I, I just got to let the people know, man. I got to let them know, bro. Now, you might ask why there's a round of applause here. And I just want to say simply put, I just want to put it like this, man. The numbers came back in, bro. And it just points to the fact that we up right now, bro. Yeah. Yeah, we up right now, man. We got a lot of new... Hold up. Oh, man, they're going crazy. We have a lot of new followers, man. We got 600 followers on Instagram and counting. So make sure that you're on that wave along with the other folks. O underscore Benchwarmers on Instagram. We're trying to get to 1,000. So if you're not already following us, Go ahead and follow us. Another reason why I want another round of applause. Los. Los, the numbers came back in, bro. I'm not the one. I'm not really a numbers guy, Los, but how else are you supposed to keep track of your success? And it only points to one thing, bro. The people really are listening to us. And if you are, consider yourself a new listener Consider yourself officially a part of the bench, of the opinionated bench warmers. We appreciate you for sitting on that bench. We just need you to do one more thing for us, and that's make sure if you're enjoying this podcast and if you enjoy listening to us, don't be selfish. Share that with a friend. Make sure that they're subscribed to us. Wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, whether it be Google Play, whether it be Stitcher, or wherever. We're on a, a bunch of platforms. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button because it's very important that if you really, really rocking with us to get us to that next level, we need numbers and we need you to show that you're really rocking with us. So if you consider yourself a new listener, welcome to the Opinionated Benchwarmers Podcast and we appreciate all of the support that you are showing us. Now is you know on that wave you know that you're speaking is um, we on those black pies now you know we featured on them you know we were able to add that feature. Yeah, that's another that's another round of applause there. Shout out to those guys over there, man. Yeah, so now we're added to their directory, so now we're added to a whole new um, you know uh, experience of people, um, a whole new slew of people. So that's good, man. We've been doing good. We've been 
you know, definitely bringing our numbers up. You know, like you mentioned, you know, that's not even to mention on Twitter. You know, now that we're over 800 followers on Twitter, um, you know, again, our numbers continue to raise week after week. You know, and that's from listening, views. It's only up from here. We got more to come. We got more to come. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we appreciate all of that love and support that you're doing. And uh, like you say, Los, man, being on Dope Black Pies, that means a lot, man. So a lot has happened in a somber mood. How you want to start this thing off? Do you want to start off and get it out the way? Uh, just what's been going on centered around us, as uh, we mentioned on the last episode, is that sports and reality of the world is synonymous, man. You can't talk about sports these days without politics and without what's going on in the world just because they are going hand in hand, uh, whether it be the be of this pandemic that's going on that has uh, affected this country in a way that we haven't seen in a long time, not only uh, has affected the economy, but has it affected the sports world just hands on with, you know, we don't have really anything to watch. I was watching UFC last night uh, and it just made me realize that I'm more of a boxing fan than UFC. But that's neither here nor there. But, you know, in in actuality, now we're seeing uh, players have gotten involved with the protests with uh, George Floyd. First of all, we want to start off by saying, rest in peace, George Floyd. We want to just extend our prayers and thoughts on behalf of opinionated benchwarmers with the family of George Floyd. Uh, if you have been living under a rock, George Floyd would fell victim to what appears to be a uh, common theme in this country, and that's just unarmed black men uh, and women dying at the hands of the police, uh, who are whose their main duty is pretty much to set set forward is to protect and serve. And it seems like our communities are are really being affected by just black men who could it could just be me or you, Los, walking down the street or driving down the road that. Uh, we don't know if we're going to make it back to our families because of, of this that's going on. And, you know, there, there have been multiple riots, uh, whether it be in Baltimore, California, firsthand in, in the Bay. I'm seeing that um, we're having a lot of riots going on in Atlanta as well. Uh, I saw somewhere today where in my hometown, in your hometown, Los Baton Rouge, supposed to have their first protest today, this afternoon. So, it's a big deal that's going on with George Floyd right now, man. And um, I mean, I don't know, you know, where you want to start with that one, but uh, I'll let you go ahead and have the floor, brother, of your thoughts and how 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 it made you feel and how it affected you. Yeah, no, you know, first and foremost, I want to say condolences to George Floyd's family. You know, um, you know, normally, you know, I don't, I try to stay away from this type of conversation with on social media and things like that. But we got a place now. Um, I, I reserve and I save my thoughts for this podcast, you know, because um, again, um, uh, social media, going back and forth with people on social media about it, this is not my place to do it. But I will say on the podcast that, you know, it's it's unfortunate because, you know, something that could have been easily an arrest or, you know, um, could have been taken way at less levels and things of that nature, you know, this man is he's, he's dead. He won't come back. You know, that's the biggest thing you got to take from this. It's like he's dead. A person, a person is dead and won't come back to their family. So condolences to his family, his friends, and his loved ones, um, you know, you know, first and foremost. Um, you know, I, I just think, you know, we need change. We need change. And we've been saying this and we've been preaching this. And I think, 
you know, a lot of what's going on in the world is because of we need change and we need to um, hold officers accountable for their actions because, again, if they're not held accountable, this thing is going to continue to happen. Continue. If they feel like they are covered, then it's, they're not going to have any blowback because of what's going on in the world. These things are going to continue to happen. Um, you know, again, a person lost their life. You know, and for those that's listening, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, X, Y, and Z, this shouldn't happen. Um, officers, he should have did this. You know, all those people that's kind of defending the officer in this situation. Imagine if that was your brother. Imagine if that was your dad, you know, that you're no longer going to see or be able to be with again. You know, imagine that. Imagine if it was you. You know, would you be siding with an officer? Would you be saying things like, oh, well, he should have did this, he should have did X, Y, and Z? Or would you be like, you know, hey, was it worth it? Was that person worth it? Like, this person is never coming back again. They're gone forever. You know, and that's, he has two daughters. They'll never have their dad again. You know, and so, again, you know, it, it, to me, that's a little insensitive to the, that person's family and stuff. You know, we're, you know, as a black person, we're people, too. You know, our color of our skin sometimes scare people. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to stroke a wide brush here for everyone, but for certain people, sometimes our color of our skin scare people. If you're big, you're black, and sometimes if you're educated, that scares some people, you know, and, and, and it shouldn't be that way. That stereotype, and it starts young. That stereotype should be, that stereotype should start young to teach to love, you know, and I have kids myself, I have three boys. I teach them to love no matter what. Now, I make them aware of what's going on in the world, you know, but I don't teach them to hate people because of the color of their skin. I would never do that, you know, but I'll make them aware of some will hate you because the color of your skin. Some people will be threatened by you because the color of your skin, you know, and I think that's our duty to let them know because that's the real world that we live in today. Yeah, man, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, There's nothing that I don't I don't disagree with anything you said. Uh, just kind of like the guess to piggyback off you. I'll be kind of quick with it. Uh, it just shows that we have a lot of work to do as a society. And I think that, just like you said, the mentality of defending the, the officer or saying that all lives matter and, you know, this, that, and the other, you know, and just ignoring the true source of the problem and just recognizing that this is becoming too much of a commonality. And, you know, the, the thoughts of just anyone that's, that's looking at the rioters and saying, oh, they're, they're destroying these places. They're, they're stealing, they're looting, and it's that and the other. I'm just like, man, like, look at it, man. We, as a people, are tired. You know, this is less than maybe, what, three months with two black men unarmed, unharmless that are documented on camera being killed. And nothing's being done about it. It's taking weeks for these people, even months, in Ahmad's case. And it took a, a week in this case of George for any type of arrest to be made. Uh, I, I hear a lot of people saying that what about why don't we have riots and when, when black on black crime? Well, the different simple fundamental difference is, is that when these blacks are killing the blacks, one of us are going to jail. These police officers are killing these young men unharmed they they're most times they're cuffed you know whether it be Alton Sterling they're cuffed they're, they're showing that there's no threat that they could make towards them and being killed on camera you know nothing more than a than almost like a a, a public lynching almost 
and nothing's being done. That's that's where the outrage is coming, and people are just simply tired, and people are simply upset, and people are simply angry. And one thing that my father taught me is that when someone is angry, you can't control the way that they choose to handle that anger. Everybody can't handle that anger in different ways. So I just say, you know, uh, just in you know in, in closing, you know, I just hope that maybe this opens a lot more people's eyes because we need the people who aren't affected by this to speak up. We need the, the good cops who claim that they're good cops to speak out against the bad cops that are doing this type of stuff. We need the white people that aren't racist. You know, we need the, the, the people that are not black that are that are racist. We need them to speak out against this. And that's the only way we can get, get better as a society. We just want, you know, Joe Burrow said it eloquently, you know, as a black African-American community, we just want to be heard. And I think nobody's listening. Nobody's seeking. Everybody has an opinion about this situation, but now they're trying to stop and, and educate themselves and try to see if the shoe, just like you said, Los, if the shoe was on the other foot, how would you feel if this was going down? If if one of your, or somebody of your race is constantly being killed and there's no consequences of it, so it's just as a community we have to come together. And you know, the way I say that it's synonymous with sports, ironically, um, sadly. Uh, one of the one of one of NBA's prominent figures, Stephen Jackson, who we've been known for years, a solid, solid NBA player who's retired now. That happened to be his twin brother, and a couple of days ago he held a press conference. He had a couple things to say, and I'm a I guess give you the floor again just to see say your thoughts about what he had to say. But one of the main things that stood out to me is like what I just finished saying. It's just. He said he loved his white community. He loved uh, people of all races. But he said in this situation, your love, if you're not going to stand up on my side, the right side, and combat this this hatred and this 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 racism that's going on, then your love doesn't mean anything. And that was one of the things from his press conference that stood out to me. Yeah, no, I think you, you nailed it. I think the biggest thing is, like you said, stand on my side. If not, sit down, get out the way. Because, again, if you're not standing up, if you're not saying nothing as another race, when you see wrong done, then you're standing on the wrong side, you know, if you're not saying anything. And I think that's the biggest thing from it, you know. And I think, you know, from him, from Killer Mike, you know, um, Killer Mike's press conference, you get the raw and you get the uncut feeling of these of these, these black males that are just tired of it, you know. And I think we're seeing black males, but we're seeing, we're seeing more athletes, we're seeing more organizations of standing up and saying stuff now and I think that's huge in the movement I know there's a lot of looting and a lot of rioting and things like that but like you said you can't control people how they express themselves not saying that's right we're not supporting that you know as part of OB but we're just saying we can't you can't control how people react to that stuff but on the other hand of it it's like all these organizations and things like that um, they are stepping up and they're saying something, they're saying it's not right. And I think that's huge. I think that's huge in the movement of trying to better this. You know, if you ask me how do you fix this issue, I think you have to really do an overhaul. Not even a, not an overhaul, but maybe you have to look and you got to do a background check of these officers. You know, you got to go through a background check of these officers. Now, this is going to affect a lot of officers. There's going to be a lot of heartburn. and It's going to be a lot of heartache and things like that going forward but I think that's the way to fix this is you do background check you know have how many how many um, complaints have these officers have what type of complaints have these officers have who are these officers officers affiliated affiliated with 
You know, we got to look at those type of things. We look at that, you know, and then we start, you build some type of case. Maybe we don't immediately get rid of them, but next instance, we get rid of them, you know. Sometimes the next instance is too many instances, you know, because this officer that did this already, already had, you know, complaints in the past before, you know. This is not the first time he's had a, a, a record of this type of behavior. So, to me, that... If he, somebody would have looked at his behavior in his past, he should have already been out of the job, you know, or changed. He should have been doing the same thing in the job. So it's just interesting, you know, and again, you know, I just pray for America because, again, we're in a place right now where you got the coronavirus and you have officers, you know, killing people. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I, again, I, I hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head with it, man. And, you know, it's like uh, just to kind of, you know, touch on Stephen Jackson and his remarks, but as a collective, I think that it's time for you, if you don't understand, if you have anything to to say about this situation outside of the remorse for the death of George Floyd, then you are missing the point. And I think that, you know, I, I used to truly believe, you know, that, you know, the rioting and everything is, 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 is not necessary, but I think, you know, when you look at Kaepernick, and he did a peaceful protest and people were uproar. Well, how are we supposed to speak out against the oppressor if everything that we do to do it, it don't matter if we do it peacefully, it don't matter, like Martin Luther King, it don't matter if we go uh, the Malcolm X route and, and, and rioting, it, it doesn't matter. In the eyes of the oppressor and the racist, nothing that we do, nothing that we do to speak out matters. There's going to be a wrong in it. And that, what, that, what that means is that there's no acceptance of wrong. It, you know, one of the fundamental things of solving an issue is admitting that there's an issue up front and the issue is continuously being ignored via it be the media or via it be of what people racists want to see and choose what to see in the nitpick. And I think that that's what the, what the fundamental problem is, is that there's not an admittance of problem. And it's like you said, Los. If, if, if nothing is done about it, if, you know, if, if these officers are continuously to get a smack on the hand every time that they do something unjust, it's going to continue to happen. They have nothing to fear. And, you know, they have nothing to fear. And it's just sad that some of our law enforcement chooses to be that way. But like I said, it's, it's the same way as Stephen Jackson said. You know, I see a lot of uh, officers on social media that saying, I'm not like that. And that's great. We know that every officer is not like that. But if you are a good officer and you're not speaking out against the bad monster officer, then, I mean... You're part of the problem. Exactly. So, I mean, it's just fundamental. Again, rest in peace to George Floyd. Uh, we're praying for Stephen Jackson. That was his twin brother that got killed. Um, it, it's just it's sad. We're, we're praying for the Floyd and the Jackson family. And we're just praying, just like you said, praying for America. And we're just hoping that things can get better from here, man. And, you know, that's all I really I have to say about it, bro. And, uh, you know, it got a little somber there. Hopefully we can uh, kind of get things up, the energy back up, right? Oh, yeah. No doubt, man. Talking sports, we can do that. So, um, yeah, man. So now that we've, we've kind of transitioned away from that, uh, from that from that situation, man. Let's let's get to it, bro. I, I mean, we had some good news happen since last we recorded, bro. Some very very good news happened since the last time. I'm gonna give you a hint of what what it is. Uh, playoffs? Playoffs? You kidding me? 
Man, what you think, man? The NBA said the NBA said that they there's been reports that things are coming back to normal and the NBA is trying to decide in what way they want to introduce the sport back to us, whether it be playing games, whether it be uh, regular season games being played, just a few of them, and then they transition into the playoffs. Uh, but neither here nor there, they say that a decision should be made by this Thursday, which I'm looking forward to. This Thursday is actually June 4th. So we should know something by June 4th officially of what's going to kind of take place. But over the next few days, I'm expecting more reports to leak out. But um, where you want to start with this, uh, whether it be Shams and the report that he came out with. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, let's do that. I mean, I think starting there is a good place. Um, you know, obviously, they said the target date right now is July 31st of the NBA starting back. You know, now what that entails, we're not sure yet. You know, and our survey was sent out to the GMs, as we mentioned in the last episode of the podcast. Um, and, you know, the results of that survey came back from the GMs. You know, and it, it was a multitude of things, you know, what type of, would you want every team to come back and we finish a certain amount of games? You know, would you want to go straight to the playoffs? Would you want um, the teams to come back in, um, you know, certain teams that was close on the bubble, all those teams make it to the playoffs and have some type of play-in first-round tournament? Um, would you want a 1 through 16? You know, and we posted a uh, graphic, you know, what would the standards be if we would have, um, where the season stopped at March 11, if we would start a, um, a, 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 a pretty much a rankings, a standings of East against West, or not even East against West, scratching that, and we're doing 1 through 16 based on the records. Um, we posted that graphics on our uh, OB page, O underscore Benchwoman's um, on Instagram. We posted that. Um, and so, you know, that those different options are out there and how we want to do it, you know, and how we want to, how, how the NBA wants to go forward with this. And so um, I think the survey came back and I think 53%, um, actually, yeah, 53% of GMs said they want to keep it traditional. And so to me, I take that as, you know, and I could be wrong, but I take that as the East GMs voted against that. You know, the East is you know, historically known as the weaker conference, you know, and that's just be honest, that's just based off record, that's based off numbers, historically. And so the East, I feel like the East GMs probably voted against keeping it, you know, not having a 1 through 16, because they don't have to face West teams until the finals, you know, uh, which, you know, you probably had on the other side, the West GM saying, yeah, let's do that. You know, I get to face these you know, these teams that's barely over 500 or not even over 500 in the first round or, you know, early or the second round, things of that nature. Yeah, let's do that. You know, and so that vote came back right now and saying 53% of the GMs want to keep the playoff settings traditional. And so, I mean, there's different, different numbers out there, you know, and I can read you guys kind of what came out of that, um, that survey. Um, like I said, 53% of G GMs chose to advance directly to the playoffs. Um, 26, 27% um, resuming abbreviated season with play-in. 60% voted for 72-game season. 83% wanted a playoff plus. Voted 20 or more teams, so more teams into it. And non-playoff teams split on resuming season. So pretty much those non-playoff teams that didn't have a shot, they're just like, you know, it don't make sense for me to come back at this point. They're split on that decision. 
so those those that survey that was sent out to the GMs came back kind of interesting to see where we're at. And I think if I had to guess where we're going to be with this at the end, I think we're going to get a some type of playoff plus straight into the playoffs, no more regular season games. Yeah, I mean, even with the report coming out, it's saying that David, I mean, I'm sorry, that Adam Silver is kind of taking it with a grain of salt because he said obviously uh, every team is going to vote. Uh, and what's best for them, which is true. Uh, I do think that it's interesting that, you, like you said, the majority of the league wants a traditional style uh, because the longer they drag this out, the the more it's going to affect next season, which we know at this point that next season is going to be affected inevitably. Um, but, I mean, a couple things that's interesting to me is a World Cup style, group, style, group stage type playoff. I, I think that would be very, very interesting. Um but I mean, I think that ultimately, right now, it's like I said on previous podcasts. I think that this the the end of this season is it's new uncharted territory. I think that it's an opportunity for the league to test out uh, different playoff styles that they've been wanting to do initially, anyway. Um, but I do think that it's pointless if if teams don't have an opportunity to make the playoffs. I, I feel like anything outside of just starting the playoffs and just seeding it where it is right now. I mean, I, I think that. Any way you look at it, a team is going to get screwed because one would say, okay, the Pelicans' schedule for the rest of the year was looking pretty pretty easy. Memphis would be regarded as the team that's sitting at that eighth seed right now but had the toughest stretch left to go. Um, and, and one would might say, hey, look, you know, the Pelicans had a really, really true opportunity to make the playoffs. But, hey, we're talking about speculation. We're talking about situational stuff. So, I mean, as it stays right now, it's unfortunate that the Pelicans won't have a chance to, chance to fight for for that HC to get in there. But, you know, things happen. So, I mean, I think that Memphis has proven. Because, I mean, Los, we're talking about 60-plus games have been played. So, we pretty much know what team is for real and what team is not at this at that point in the season. It was only like, what, a month left of the season ago? Maybe a few weeks. A month, month and a half. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not like you just, like, Memphis earned the right to be there at this point. So I think that, I mean, you know, like I've been saying for weeks, I think that they should just start seeding it by based on the records. That, that's it. And they should just jump right in the playoffs, man. Which is a good transition into Dame because uh, Dame is recorded as saying that uh, he will be with his team because he's on the team. But as for him playing meaningless games, he say that he's 100% against it and he say he won't be playing. If that's the case, he won't be putting himself on the line for meaningless games just so you can have games playing. You know, what you think about that? No, I mean, in a way, I agree with him. You know, you know, at the same time, you gotta protect yourself, you gotta protect your family, but you gotta do um, the thing that's that got you to that point, got you to the level that you're on. Um, so, in a, in a way, I agree with him. You know, if he has no shot at the playoffs and he's just playing to play, you know. It really doesn't make sense. So the NBA needs to find a way to not have players from teams playing just to play. And so that's why I think they came up with the formula with only 20 to 22 teams coming back. Those 22 teams are going to be the teams, you know, with reports coming out that were within five to six games um, of the playoffs or making them uh, getting the eight seed. You know, and they look back at the data, and the data said that, you know, teams historically has not made the playoffs if there's anything over six games out of the playoffs at this point in the season. So when I say at this point in the season, I mean March 11th. If 
there was five or six games back at that point. Looking back historically, you know, no big turnarounds happened at that point if they were five to six part uh, beyond six games at that point. So um, if that's right, if they if they send him back just or they have that team Portland playing just to play, he shouldn't play. You know, and that's why the NBA should set it up to where um, those teams aren't just playing to play. They're actually playing with a shot to make the playoffs. They're playing for something. Because when they're playing during the season, I get it. When they're playing during the season, they're playing to get to a playoff, to extend it. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's coming back to play and he doesn't even have a shot at the playoffs, why would I risk injury and I've been out all this time? Why would I risk getting sick, you know, and then possibly spreading it to my family? Why would I risk all these things? It just doesn't make sense. So I get it. Yeah, I do get it. Uh, it's hard to go against a guy like as Dame. Uh, I think um, certain comments that are made by players and just people in general, you look at the person's character and you look at Dame, he's a competitor. He loves to compete. He's loyal as it comes. When people are saying, why are you staying in the Blazer? And he's quoted as saying, if I can't win a championship in Portland, then I just won't win one. I refuse to team up with other people just to win a championship. And you have to really admire a guy like that. So when you, with that on the table and with that background set, when a guy like him is saying he doesn't want to play a meaningless game, he's not being a diva. He's not being uh, using his superstar privilege. He's just really, like you said, he don't want to put himself as at risk for meaningless game and really risk, you know, potential. Like I said, next season is affected inevitably. He go play these meaningless game and tears me up, and he's out for next year as well. You know, so putting his team in a worse spot and putting Portland, setting Portland back as his as their franchise player. So I understand where he's coming from in in him saying it. And Dame, you know, Dame, not just because he's one of my favorite players in the NBA right now, but he has a solid point. How can you fight against a guy who you know? And he's not saying that because he's going to be lazy or he don't want to play. He's a competitor. Come vicious competitor. He's just saying it really just doesn't make sense for me to put myself out here and we don't have a chance. What's driving me is to make the playoffs. I'm not just about to play games just to play them. So I, I agree with him. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So if the playoffs do come back and we even put it on our Instagram, if they just did one through 16 seating and no matter, regardless of conference, I think that would be genius idea because the NBA for the past like three years have been, you know, experimenting and putting reports out that there, there's been a growing momentum that people in the league want to see, regardless of conference, 16-team playoff. I think it'll be the time to do it. Whether, the, whether this team, whether this NBA season ends or not, whether whoever wins the championship, there's always going to be an asterisk by it because of what took place with the virus, unfortunately. So why not try something new and do the one through sixteen? But that's not what I'm gonna stop at. I mean, they had some pretty nice matchups on them, man. So I, I, I wanna, uh, I guess I'll go through them real quickly. Uh, one, one through one and sixteen matchup, we will have the Bucks and Magic. Two and fifteen, you'll have the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets. Eighth and ninth seed, you'll have the Heat and OKC. The seven and tenth seed, you'll have the Rockets and Jazz. That's a nice matchup. Then with five and twelve, you'll have the Celtics and the Sixers, that's nice. 6 and 11, you'll have Denver and the Pacers. Then 4th and 13, you'll have the Clippers and the Mavs. And then the 3rd and 14th, you'll have the Raptors and the Memphis Grizzlies, which I think will be a good matchup as well. But which matchup do you would you want to see the most in that first round? Uh, 
first round, man, man, first of all, talking about just beautiful, beautiful. I mean, I know it's not, these aren't teams from different conferences or anything like that. Yeah. But I still want to see the Clippers and the Mavs. This because that young, mm. I think the Clippers will ultimately win mm. with Matt and Luka. Luka is the real deal. Yeah. Kristoff that's been sitting, that's been resting, that's getting healthy now. You know, you got that young team. I think that game, that series would go probably six to seven games, you know, and give Clippers more of a run than they would expect. So mm-hmm. that's one of the matchups, you know, you get to see the young, one of the young and up-and-coming teams that's maybe there's not their time just yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not their time just yet, but they will really grow from that series um, and playing the Clippers, you know, and battling with Kawhi, who's been at the highest stages, you know, and battling with PG, who struggled to get out of the first round in his in his career, you know, and that 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 will be a fun series. Yeah, to watch. I love that man. I I would love to see Luca just being on that stage and superstar, and then you you got the, you got the Clippers and and just like you said Kawhi and you got Paul George. We'll finally get to see him in in playoff action in meaningful playoff action again since his Pacer days. Yeah. I, now another matchup, Los. I love. Well, he did get he did get put out by Dame Lillard last year. Oh yeah, with the bye bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I want to really see that 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 five and twelve matchup, man. Boston and, and Philly. I can I cannot get enough of that. I cannot get enough of that robbery, bro. Like you know, I just can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of Joel Embiid and and Ben going up against. Uh, Going up against Boston, and I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on uh, t- Jason Tatum, and you know uh, just uh, Al, Ho- no, not we yeah, Walker, and and uh, Kim Bernard there, you know, and I just can't get enough of that man. Like that, that that is one of my favorite new age rivalries. I just feel like the matchup has has never been this intense, you know, with a plan like this. Like it doesn't matter. Like you know, the gloves coming off. This is not you know the Eastern Conference Finals, but the gloves coming off. So I really, really would love to see that matchup. That's the most intriguing first round matchup. And then you could even go uh, Jazz and Rockets there. But even man, you look at that Heat OKC matchup. Man, that'll be a that'll be a scrap, man. With CP3 yeah. and Jimmy Butler, that'll be a scrap, bro. Right, right. So and I know a lot of a lot of people been talking about the Nets too, and all this time off, you know, Kyrie get time to heal. You know, who knows what's gonna happen. KD, oh, I, like oh, I'd be pissed I off. I'd be pissed off. If they, yo, if they come back for the playoffs to play the late, my Lakers, our Lakers, I'd be pissed, right. bro. I'd be pissed. Exactly. That's a that's a scenario that I am I do not want to see because again, you got a 15th seed coming in with two super superstars that would have been out because of injury, but because of the COVID nineteen coronavirus, you know, coronavirus got a chance to rest up and get get healthy pretty much you know so it's just i would not want those 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 problems i'm, I'm gonna be honest as a lakers fans i would not want that those problems in the first round at least yeah man i don't even speak that into existence uh <laughs> kevin durant said he's not playing until 2021 so we can just not have to worry about that right so what do you think about, uh, real quick, what do you think about uh, Austin Rivers being asked about, I guess, James Harden in some type of interview? I don't know if it was a lie or whatever, but he said that James Harden lost 20 pounds over the high, NBA hiatus, bro. 
basketball, <laughs> what type of freaking willpower does James Harden have right now where we're all supposed to be sitting at home when you got stocked fridges and snacks and everything else and you're not burning as many calories, you're not moving around. So shout out to James Harden and his willpower because uh, I think we all right now as a normal fan, a normal person, fighting the urge right now to not snack all day and eat all day. So <laughs> um, I, I think that's huge. You know, I think that's huge for him to lose weight. You know, it'd be interesting to see how that affects his game because James Harden is one to always get to the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Whether that's by flopping or taking it to the hoop, you know, he's one of those players. So let's be honest, you know. So um, it'll be interesting to see if he's able to, you know. I don't know if it's he put on muscle. I don't know if he just lost weight. You know, according to the pictures that were leaked, looked like he just lost weight. He just got skinnier. So I don't know if that's more muscle or not. So, but the picture that was leaked looks like he just lost weight. Man, all I got to say about James is. I just think he's getting ready for the playoffs, bro. I, I think that he, you know, he's been at that size uh, for a minute. And I've seen James in person, like been in arms reach of James. James is a big man. Like, don't get it wrong. Like, don't get it twisted. James is huge. Uh, now, just looking at the aspect of what it means for his game, I don't know if that benefits him. I mean, he's already not the best of defender. If one were to point and look at his game on defense, one would say that he's better at post defense. So, what does losing weight benefit you in trying to defend in the post? If that's where his strong suit in the post. Um, getting the lane, like you say, you take a lot of hits. So, would this 20 pounds benefit him? I don't really see it. His game is not really predicated on quickness or athleticism to me. So it's just he's more of a crafty, you know, type offensive player. So I'm just like, what's the point of him losing 20 pounds? Like, how does that even help him? So you know, I guess that's one of those things we'll have to see in a in a month or so when the NBA decides to come back, which they say they're trying to come back July 31st, which is exactly a month from today. We'll see. Maybe he can gain that weight back before it's time to play again. Too much. Oh yeah, it's too much. Wow. Yeah, too much. Thanks, bro. But, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe he'll gain that weight back when it's time to play again. Because I don't see that being a good playing weight for his game. I don't see where it'll benefit him. I could be wrong, right. but I don't see right. that benefit. I mean, it, unless he was just trying to get healthier, you know, and just do better for himself. As far as the NBA game and his type of play, I don't see how it affects him. Yeah. I don't see how it, it benefits him. Sorry. But either way, man, I am looking forward to – the sport coming back, and most importantly, I'm looking Playoffs. forward to. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I, I am looking forward to the playoffs and just sports in general coming back, man. It's just, it's been quite, like I said, I watched full three hours of UFC fighting yesterday, and I'm like, uh, it's sports. Yeah, it's brutal too, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm a boxing guy. I'm a boxing guy. Yeah, but I think we wrapped up another episode, man. Hold on. We got to give it to ourselves, man. I think we dropped some more flames right here, man. I think we dropped some more flames. So, I think we got another good episode in. And uh, we appreciate y'all for holding it down for me. Where is that, Los? I, I don't have it. I don't have it pulled up. I'm, I got to be on top of these things now, man. What, what's going on, man? Drops, man? You know, he's just working it right now. Yeah, man. 
There we go. There we go. There we go. Another episode wrapped up, man. I think we dropped some fire. We finding a way to drop. We finding a way to drop good content despite these circumstances. So I hope that you enjoyed it. Keeping all the sports lovers uh, in tune with what's going on in the sports world. But not only that, just giving y'all something to entertain yourselves until we get some sports back. Yeah, no, absolutely, my brother. Like, you know, just big shout out to, you know, the 600 plus followers we have. Yes, now. sir. Big shout out to the 800 plus Twitter followers yeah. we have now. Big shout out to the people that's liking our page on Facebook. Yes, you know, sir. Us, oh, underscore Keep going, man. It's just, it's huge, you know, and I just want to say, you know, big shout out. We're going to keep growing it. We're going to keep growing it. We're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep doing it. You know, things that you guys could you know, participate in, you know, things that you guys can get some, some gear, things like that. We're going to keep growing this, you know, and we're going to keep working at our craft and we're going to keep getting better. So stick with us. Yeah, man. Like I said, shout out to the new listeners, man. Shout out to y'all. Y'all are what's keeping us going. Uh, like you say, our following is continuously growing. If this is your first time listening, you enjoy what you heard. Uh, we're getting a lot of DMs by people saying that they're enjoying what we hear. It's a good listen. We appreciate you guys. Man, you keep us going. Uh, even you can shoot us ideas of what y'all want to hear to be talked about. We're open to that as well. Again, you can find us on O underscore Benchwarmers on Twitter and Instagram. And just type in Opinionated Benchwarmers in Google, and all of our platforms will pop up for you. So whatever you like to listen to your podcast, I'm pretty sure we're on that platform. But most importantly, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, make sure that you hit that subscribe button for us, man. That's how we... You know, that's how we can let uh, Apple Podcasts and let Google Play know that we are what the people want to hear. So, until next time, oh yeah, shout out to our brother, Ramon, who is our third partner in crime, who's not, who's taking a little hiatus from us. We miss you, brother. We love you, and we can't wait till you get back. Absolutely. All right, man, we out this thing, and until next time, just check us out. We out. Peace out.